Can you hear us? We're okay? Are we too loud? Good deal. Hey, hey, hey. I resemble that remark. Hey, we're glad to be back again with you. This is our combination praise group, you know, from Spring Chapel Hill and Webb Memorial and Community Baptist, right? We played this morning for the early service at Chapel Hill, and we want to come do a couple songs before this service for you. And uh, we're missing our Web Memorial guy, the other guitar player, because he, he leads the service down there, and so he's not with us. But we'll get through this, fine. The stand. Let's all play the same song. You stood before creation, eternity in your hand, and you spoke the earth into motion. My soul now to stand And you stood before my failure And carried the cross for my shame My sin weighed upon your shoulders My soul now to stand So what can I say? What can I say? What can I do? What can I do? But offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. So I walk Your spirit alive in me My life to declare Your promise My soul now to stand So what can I say? What can I say? Tell me what can I do? What can I do? But offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. So what can I say? What can I say? Tell me what can I do? What can I do but offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. And I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in all. 
stands with arms high and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. I'll stand, my soul, Lord, to you surrender all I am is yours. So what can I say? What can I do? What can I do? But offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. All God's people said? Let's stand up on this next one, please. This is a song by Lincoln Brewster called God You Reign. You clap. Yeah. Yeah, put your hands together. God called us to do this. He said, everything that have breath, let it give praise to the Lord. You paint the night You count the stars And you call them by name The skies proclaim God you reign Your glory shines You teach the sun When to bring a new day Nation sings God, you reign. And God, you reign. God, you reign. Forever and ever. God, you reign. You part the seas. You move the mountains with the words that you say. My song remains, God, you reign. You hold my life, you hold my heart, and you call me by name. I live to say, God, you reign. God, you reign. God, you reign. Forever and ever. God, you reign. Oh, God, you reign. God, you reign. Forever and ever.
God, you reign. God, you reign. Forever and ever. God, you reign. Oh, God, you reign. God, you reign. Forever and ever. God, you Be seated. Good morning. Are you glad that God reigns today? Amen. Amen. We are thankful for that. Thank you guys for leading us in worship here today. Uh, please join me in our responsive reading that's printed in your uh, worship folder and also will be on the screen about listening. Jesus told his followers about the importance of spiritual hearing and seeing. He spoke about those who listen but do not hear, who look but do not see. Hearing is something that our ears do automatically, but listening requires intent, focus, and deliberate attention. Yes, it is hard work. But God gave you ears for a reason, and God gave you minds for a reason. God has bid us to listen to the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Oh God, you have made your glory and power manifest in the gospel of your son, Jesus. You have told us to listen to him. And sometimes that's hard to do. For we hear his words filtered through centuries of doctrine and theology, other people's opinions of what those words mean. And sometimes, oh God, I'm afraid that what we think your words may mean are very different from what you really meant to say. And so we miss out on so much of the the blessing of living your kingdom on earth. Today, oh God... We pray that you would speak to us anew. Let us put aside our preconceived notions as we approach your word. Let us let it speak for itself. But most of all, O God, let us listen for your still, small voice to challenge us toward following you more closely. Amen.
Be seated. Good morning. We are certainly glad that you are here today and welcome you in the name of the Lord. It's good to be in God's house with all of God's people here today. It's wonderful, wonderful to share this time with you and we welcome you and hope that God's going to bless you in a very special way today. We welcome our guests, especially you're very important to us and we're glad that you're here this morning and hope that you'll feel very much part of our family as we worship God today. Uh, let me invite our guests. If you're a first time guest here today, we would like to invite you to stop by our hospitality table on your way out in the foyer. We have a little gift that we would like to give to you this morning. And uh, and for everyone, let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets there on the end of each row. We'd like to ask if you would to take that and to fill it out, put your name and address and uh any information you feel comfortable giving to us and um, and pass it down the aisle so others can do that as well. Uh, that way we can have a record of your attendance with us uh, today. And especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter that comes out each Thursday, uh, please be sure to give us your email address and we'll get you on the list so that you can know what's going on here at Community Baptist. It's a good way of keeping up with... Um, opportunities for service and fellowship and, and worship and, and study here. So uh, uh, please give us a, your email address if you would like to, um, to receive that email newsletter. Let's stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord. It's good to, to be together and to share the love of Christ with one another. So let, let me invite you to do that this morning. Thank you so much. As you are returning to your seats, I'd like to invite our children to come down front for our children's moment. Miss Phyllis is up here. So children, come on down. Come on, children. Come on down, boys and girls. Got a nice group this morning. How are you all? You doing okay? Today, we're going to talk about listening. Brother Tim is going to preach us a sermon on that. And I want to ask you a question about listening. Have you ever been at school or at home and your teacher or your mom and dad were talking to you and you knew they were talking, but then you didn't really hear what they said because you weren't paying attention? Anybody have that happen? Well, it happens even to adults. And so our lesson today is about listening and listening to God. Uh, you know, I'm a counselor, which means I help people with their problems. And one time I had a woman come, 
and she told me her problems. And so I was trying to find out what kind of help she had at home, and I said, uh, well, do, do you uh, belong to a church? And she said, yes, I do. And I said, well, do you go? Because I thought, you know, churches are a good place to get a lot of help. And she said, yes, I go every Sunday. And I said, well, some Sundays does the preacher say something in the sermon that might help you? And she said, we don't have a very good preacher. And that's when I make my grocery list and my list of things to do. (laughs) So, you see, she really wasn't listening. She didn't belong to this church, Brother Kim, wherever you are, okay? But I want to tell you a story about a special little town. And that little town was filled with ducks. And so, well, the duck is going to talk for a minute. And in this little town, since it was filled with ducks, it was called Duckville. And in Duckville, they had a duck theater. They had a duck Walmart. They had a duck school. They had a duck church. So every Sunday... All the little duck families would waddle, 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 and they would go to the duck church. Uh, they were met at the duck church by the greeter duck, and then they went to Sunday school, and the Sunday school teacher duck talked to them, and then they went to church to hear the preacher. And what kind of preacher was he? He was a duck, right. He was a duck preacher. And so the preacher got up one Sunday and he said to all the little ducks in the congregation, God has made you very special. And there were a lot of duck amens. He said, look at your body. You have wings and you have feathers. And God has made you to do wonderful things. And he got another bunch of duck amens. And he said, and then... Guess what? God has made you that you can fly. There is nothing impossible with God. And all of you can fly. Well, everyone just thought that was the best message they had ever heard. In fact, the deacons commented. The deacon ducks thought the duck preacher has really done a good job today. So everyone talked about this message that the duck preacher gave. And then they got up and did the duck benediction, and they waddled, waddled, waddled all the way home. Now, I want you to think about these ducks. They had come to church, and the duck preacher had told them that they could fly. But when the ducks left the church, they waddled home. What did they not do? They did not fly. Now, the ducks in this story are like you and me. We come to church and we go to Sunday school and we hear the sermon at church. And we should leave church different than we were when we came in. Because God has talked to us through the service. And what I want to ask you today is, And also, for all the duck people out there, when we leave today, if we have really listened to God, we should leave different people than we were 
when we came in. Now, that's the end of my duck story, but if you notice, I have these little ducks up here, and I have a little bowl of ducks. I want you to take a duck and then just sit there, and I'll tell you what I want you to do. So just take a duck out of the little bowl. You're welcome. You want a duck? Come on. Now, I want you to look at the bottom of your ducks. There's some ducks that have a number, one duck has a number one on it. Who has that one? All right, I have three ducks up here. This one quacks and these don't quack. You get to pick first, which duck would you like to have? You can pick any one of the three. <laughs> well, which one do you want? You take the tech one home. Okay, she's picking this one. Okay, who has duck number two? Okay, there you go. And who has duck number three? You do. Well, lucky you. Okay, now remember, when you go home today, you want to go home different than you were when you came in because you want to have listened to your teachers in children's church. Okay, thank you.
Mark 9, 2, 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking to Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. hearts. Teach us how to glorify thee in our offerings and how to enrich the life of this world with the overflow of your goodness and blessings. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
just a woman. Lord, teach me the way. Show me today what I have to do. Show me the stairway. I Happy birthday, Albert. 
90 years old. Wonderful. All right, it's time uh, to um, get your grocery list done. <laughs> See, I was listening. <laughs> uh, do any of you, in, does anybody here uh, have somebody in your family who has a listening problem? Now, notice that I didn't say, put your hand down, Nathaniel. <laughs> Notice that I didn't say a hearing problem. I said a listening problem. It seems that that many people have ears that work quite well, but they are very selective about what they hear. Ever notice that? Uh, The story is told of of King Edward VII. His grandson, David, had a good relationship with with him, but... Still, David was a young child, and during this period of time, adults in general, and royalty especially, were not known to listen to little children. Well, at dinner one evening, Prince Davis tried to get his grandfather's attention, but he was reprimanded for interrupting the king's conversation. So the young prince did as he was told, and he sat quietly until he was given permission to speak. And when he was finally allowed to address his grandfather, he said, It's too late, Grandpapa. It was a caterpillar on your tomato, but now you've eaten it. I guess the king should have listened to his grandson. It pays to listen to children to friends, to co-workers, and to other family members. Yet, authentic listening is really rare. Former President Bill Clinton once said that being president is kind of like running a cemetery. You've got a lot of people under you, but nobody's listening. I'm sure you've heard that old aphorism that says that God gave us two ears, but only one mouth because God wants us to spend twice as much time listening as talking. However, it could be that God gave us two ears and one mouth because listening is twice as hard as talking. Someone has said that most conversations are simply monologues delivered in the presence of witnesses. And that's true, isn't it? The fact is that sometimes, for one reason or another, we deliberately do not listen. Either we're not interested or something else has, has our attention. Dr. Robert Kopp tells about an old Mutt and Jeff routine. A few of you more experienced members of our church remember Mutt and Jeff. Uh, it hasn't been printed in about 30 years, but... Uh, It had a loyal following in its day. But in this particular episode, Mutt and Jeff were building a soundproof room with no windows in it. And to test it, Mutt went inside the room and closed the door while Jeff stood outside and yelled, Can you hear me? And Mutt answered, No! (laughs) I'm glad you got that. I wasn't sure. It's pretty absurd, I guess, but but sometimes we may be we may deliberately tune out someone who's talking to us. 
Pastor John Cramp talk, uh, talks about his grandmother having a unique way of ending arguments with her husband. You see, when grandma got tired of listening to what her husband was saying, she would simply turn off her hearing aid. As he said, grandmother refused to hear anything that she didn't want to hear. And folks, grandma's not the only one. Sometimes we simply don't want to listen. Maybe we don't, maybe we don't want to listen because what is being said is so threatening to us or too painful for us. Joyce Landorf tells about a friend who had just been told that she had breast cancer and her only hope was to have a double mastectomy. And of course, she was crushed by this news and turned to her mother who had not always been there for her for some support. She called her mother and asked if they could have lunch together. And after lunch, Joyce's friend said, Mother, I've just received some terrible news. I've just come from the doctor's office and I've been told that I have cancer and I, I have to have a mastectomy. But her mother replied, Your sister has the most wonderful recipe for chicken enchiladas. So Joyce's friend tried again. Mother, you didn't hear me. I told you that I've just come from the doctor's office and I have cancer. I'm going to have to have surgery on Tuesday and I'm scared. And the mother replied, please don't raise your voice when you talk to me. Well, by this time, the the daughter was getting desperate and shouted, Mother, please listen to me. I have cancer. I might die. I might die. And her mother replied, don't talk to your mother in that tone of voice. I won't have it. And if you leave the enchiladas in the oven too long, they'll dry out. It's evident that this piece of information was just too painful for that mother to process. So she just tuned it out. The great theologian Paul Tillich once wrote these important words. The first duty of love is to listen. The first duty of love is to listen. And that's true, isn't it? The first duty of love is to listen. Listening is is particularly important, I believe, in families. And that should be self-evident, but we all know that it's not. There was a study done in San Francisco a while back of of teenage prostitutes. And these young girls were asked about their home life as they were growing up. And one question that each of them was asked was, is there anything that you needed most and you could not get at home? And invariably, their answer, which was accompanied by tears and sadness, was this. What I needed most was someone who cared enough to listen. To listen to me. And I wonder how many children and teenagers would echo that cry today. How many spouses? We all need someone who will listen to us, don't we? Robert Heron says that good listening is kind of like tuning in a radio station. For good results, you can only listen to one station at a time. You ever been on a radio station It's kind of between stations, you know, and you're kind of getting a little bit of this show and a little bit of that show? 
it, it, it's hard to do. It's hard to focus on that. Heron says that, that trying to listen to his wife while looking at, over an office report is kind of like trying to receive two radio stations at the same time. He ends up with distortion and frustration. Listening requires a choice of where to place your attention. To tune into your spouse or your children, you first have to choose to put everything away, everything else that would divide your attention. That means laying down your newspaper or moving away from the dishes in the sink or putting down the book that you're reading or setting aside your project that you're working on. Studies show that most of us are not as good at multitasking as we think we are. And when it comes to listening, there really is no such thing as multitasking. One mother tells us that uh, tells about standing at the kitchen sink peeling potatoes for dinner. In the army, she says that this is called KP duty. And she says that that's a good title for her home at her for, for this task. But in her home, the KP stands for kid pleasing. You see, mashed potatoes are her kids favorite food. So when she's doing KP duty, she thinks she's doing something that will please her children. But one day as she was busy with her KP duty, her middle son, three-year-old Stephen, was playing around nearby. And, and being a conscientious mother, her ears were tuned to her son while her eyes were fixed on the potatoes. Well, within a few moments, she felt a tug on her skirt, preceded by the word, Mommy. And she nodded in, a, in agreement and, and gave some kind of a brief verbal acknowledgement to her son. And, and, and then there were more tugs and more mommies. And, and again, she gave a brief verbal comment and, and stayed right at her task, at her KP duty. I mean, after all, she was at work to please her children. But then about five minutes later, Stephen continued to chatter and she felt those tugs in her skirt again. But this time the the tugs were harder and more persistent. So finally she put down the potatoes and bent down to her son, at at which point Stephen took her face into his hands and said, Mommy, will you please listen to me with your eyes? This mother says that 14 years later, I'm still learning how to listen with my eyes. It's like something that Rick Warren once noted. He said that we spend about 40 percent of our waking hours listening, but most of the time we are only listening at 25 percent efficiency. And that creates many of our problems. He goes on to offer three of what he calls hearing aids. Here they are. The first one is listen with your eyes. Approximately 80% of communication is nonverbal. Facial expressions and body language usually tell the real story. So look at people when you listen to them. Secondly, listen with your heart. Be sympathetic. Tune in to the emotions behind the words. And, And finally, make it a habit. To take the time to listen to the people around you every day. This is to say that listening is hard work. It has to be something that you're 
committed to do. Listen, listening to your family, listening to your co-workers, listening to those that you come in contact with as you go through your day to day life. The first duty of love is to listen. But of course, our primary responsibility as Christians is to listen to Jesus. You know, if we are poor listeners when it comes to our family and our friends, then think about how poor we must be when it comes to listening to Jesus. Our lesson for today is that magnificent scene on the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus took Peter and James and John up to the uh, a high mountaintop where they were all alone. And there Christ was transfigured before them. His, his clothes became dazzling white, almost hard to look at. And then suddenly Elijah and Moses were, were there talking with Jesus. And Peter spoke up and, and, and said, teacher, it, it's good for us to be here. Let's, let's put up three shelters, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Mark tells us that he didn't know what to say because they were so frightened. But then a cloud covered the mountain. And a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. That has always been the Christian's primary task. To listen to Jesus. For you see, He is the one who can guide us toward better relationships and and a more fulfilling life. He is the one who can lead us in the direction that leads us to abundant life. And eternal life. Listen to Him. It's like a, a man named Ron Mill who, who tells about playing golf at the prestigious Cypress Point golf course in California. At this club, each golfer is assigned a, a caddy. And Ron's caddy for that day was an elderly gentleman by the name of Ed. And at each hole, Ron would ask El, Ed for his advice. And surprisingly, each time Ed's advice seemed to be way off in Ron's opinion. And so Ron just ignored Ed's advice and went with his own instincts, his own knowledge, and the result was that he was playing a lousy game. It was awful. Well, when it became obvious that Ron was ignoring Ed's advice, Ed confronted Ron, and he told him that he has only one job And that is to caddy this course day after day. And so he had every inch of this course etched into his mind. Every fairway, every rough, every green, every break in the green. And so Ed told Ron, if you want to play this course well, you have to trust what I say. Well said. And in the game of life, you and I need to listen to Jesus. And we need to trust what he has to say. To apply Rick Warren's hearing aids, we need to turn our eyes upon Jesus, as the hymn says. 
We need to listen to him, not only with our ears, but also with our hearts. And we need to take the time every single day for the sole task of listening to Jesus. So what does Jesus have to say to us that we might need to hear? Well, there could be anything. There could be many things. He may want to talk to us about how we're treating our families. Members, our, our co-workers, our friends. He may want to talk to us about our discipleship or our faithfulness to our church. He may want to talk to us about something that we are doing that he may not approve of. Or he may simply want to offer us encouragement as we live through the ups and downs of our lives. Of course, some of these things are, are not things that we may want to hear. And kind of like that that grandmother who turned off her hearing aid, some of us might work very hard at not listening to Jesus. But we need to listen and we need to trust him. Today's lesson is, is particularly important for us today. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Are you willing to take that step? Are you willing to fulfill that first duty of love to listen with your eyes and listen with your heart and to take the time every day to really and truly listen to your family, to your friends, to your co-workers and particularly to Jesus? I read a story not long ago that that will put us all to shame when it comes to listening. Dr. Noah Gilson tells about an 18-year-old patient named Mark who developed a terrible disease that left him almost completely paralyzed. He wasn't able to speak. He was on a, a ventilator, a respirator, and his parents insisted that, that he, was, he was strong, he was a fighter, and somehow he would get through this. But meanwhile, he was immobile. He was on the ventilator, and, and Dr. Gilson wondered how Mark could answer any questions or, or be involved in his own care in any way. But the solution to that problem was really quite simple, and at the same time, quite remarkable. You see, Mark's parents would sit at Mark's bedside and recite the alphabet, A, B, C, D, And when they got to a letter that Mark needed to spell a word, he would nod. Yes. They would write that letter down and then start all over again. A, B, C, D. And wait for him to nod again and write that letter down. And, And this went on for hours at a time, day after day. Can you imagine a more arduous task than that? And yet these parents never lost their patience. And Mark was involved with every decision regarding his care. Unfortunately, standard therapy was not helping. So Dr. Gilson proposed a a risky procedure to filter his blood. And Mark agreed. And and after the treatment, Mark, Mark showed remarkable improvement. And soon he was able to move his fingers and his toes and his legs and his arms. And in fact, Mark finally made a full recovery after much time, and went on to college. He's doing very well. Looking back, Dr. Gilson says, 
that he is still in awe of Mark and his parents. He calls his parents some of the most amazing people that he's ever met. Sitting by Mark's bed for hours at a time, patiently listening to their child speak. One letter at a time. In her book titled The Listeners, Taylor Caldwell says, Man does not need to go to the moon or other solar systems. He does not require bigger and better bombs and missiles. His basic needs are few, and it takes little to acquire them. He can survive on a small amount of bread in the meanest shelter, but his real need, his most terrible need, is for someone to listen to him. We all need someone to listen to us, don't we? But we also need to listen. We need to listen to one another. And we need to listen to Jesus. A voice came from the cloud. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. That's. Not just good advice, my friends. That's a command from God. Listen to him. Can you honestly say that you spend much time listening to Jesus today? Amen. We're going to sing... Our song of invitation, Happy the Home When God is There, number 505. There may be someone here today who needs to make a commitment to Christ and come and present yourself to, to this church and by doing so proclaim that you are making a commitment to listen to Christ every day of your life. And not only to listen with your ears, but to listen with your hearts and to take that time every day. And to follow Christ. If you've never made that commitment to Christ, I hope you'll do it today. If you're looking for a church home to be involved with, we invite you to unite with our church today. Or maybe you need a time of prayer, we invite you to come and pray. We invite you to come and respond as the Holy Spirit leads you today. And so we ask you to come as we sing today, number 505. Happy the home when God is home.
Thank you so much. Please be seated for just a moment. As you do, you will look up here and you'll see the posse again. (laughs) Uh, But two of these numbers have come uh, to present themselves to this church and proclaiming that they have accepted Christ as their Savior and want to follow in baptism. This is Matthew Turner, and he is making that commitment today. Uh, to accept Christ as his Savior and to unite with this church. And Kirk Knight is doing the same. <laughs> uh, both of them have, have proclaimed their faith in Jesus Christ and accepted him as their Lord and Savior. And they have come to tell you that today. And what wonderful good news that is, isn't it? Amen. It is also timely because next week we're having baptism (laughs) in our service next week. And so we will be baptizing these two young men along with two others uh, into the Christian faith uh, next Sunday morning. So I know you'll want to be here for that. And I'll invite you to to come and and greet uh, Matthew and Kirk after the service and extend them the right hand of Christian fellowship and... and, uh, Give them a hug and, and congratulate them on a wonderful decision. And I will tell you, folks, this is something I tell everybody when they join the church and every, every time they make a commitment to Christ. We are all ministers in this church. All Christians are called to be ministers. Do you know that? It's not just me. It's everybody. And what that means is that as you are making a commitment to Christ today and as you are making a commitment to this church We are committing ourselves to minister to you, everybody here. And we're also looking forward to the for the the ministry that each of you have to us and to everybody here, because that's what the church is all about. We're all ministers of God here. Just a few announcements before we go today. Uh, first of all, our recreation team is sponsoring a bowling alley, a bowling alley, a bowling outing this afternoon at uh, 3.30 at Echo Lanes. And so we invite you to come on out and, and, uh, and join us as we just have a good time of bowling this, this afternoon, 3.30 to 5.30. And uh, uh, it'll be a great time, a lot of fun. I don't know how long it's been since I've been bowling, but uh, I'm going to give it a shot this afternoon and we'll see. Don't know how many will go into the gutter, but probably a few. Uh, Also, let me remind everyone of Extreme Build. That is the mission trip that we're going to be taking this summer, uh, June the 8th through the uh, 16th. Actually, we'll probably be leaving on the 10th after church. And if you'd like to participate in this, please sign up back there uh, on the bulletin board. This is a, a, a trip where we will be going to McCreary County. And in one week's period of time, we're going to be joining uh, volunteers from all over Kentucky, probably over 100 volunteers there that week. And in one week period of time, we're going to build a house and hand the keys over to the owners on Saturdays and let them move in on that, sat- on that, that weekend. So one week. So please come and, and join us for that. And, you know, if you don't know which, am- which end of the hammer to use... That's okay. There are other things that you can do. I, I called this week. Somebody asked, well, do, they, do they need people for cooking and stuff like that? We need people for cooking. We need people for, uh, for hauling things back and forth, just kind of moving things around, for landscaping. We need people for, for painting, all of that kind of stuff. So 
Maybe you can't swing a hammer or, or, or pull a saw, but there's something that you could do for this. So uh, please sign up back there, and, uh, and it'll be a great trip, a wonderful time. And let me remind you also of this, week, uh, this Wednesday's programs. Uh, we, are, we are continuing our, our study on prayer this Wednesday, and this week we'll be talking about faith and prayer and we have our children's programs on Wednesday. We want to build that up again. So if you know some children, uh, bring them on on Wednesday, and we want to build that up. We have children's choirs, and we have uh, missions activities uh, at 6.30 as well, and then dinner uh, at uh, 5.45. It's good to be here. It's good to be with you folks and to be with God's people. It always is. But it's time to leave now. So let's stand for our benediction. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. May we all leave this place with ears that are ready to hear and eyes that are ready to see the work of God in our midst. But not only that, may we also have hands and feet that are ready to pitch in to do our part as Christ has called us to do. Let us listen to the word of God, and let us respond. Amen.